Hi, it's Megan, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Who is Fuck, which happens to be episode number 13, one of my favorite numbers. This week, we are talking all about alignment and how successes and failures might look in your life and how it's looking in our life currently, and how the world can kind of change whenever you move into alignment a bit more. I hope that you enjoy this episode, and let's get into it. Hi, it's Megan. And this is Lissa. And welcome to Woe as Fuck. This week, we are going to be talking about alignment and successes and failure with being in alignment. So um, sometimes we've had some really wonderful experiences with manifestation and being in alignment and changing the way that we're doing things. Sometimes not so much. We fall for some um, bait and fall back into a trap. So we thought it would be really important to talk about that. And hopefully our experiences will help you maybe see your experiences a little bit differently. Hugely. And we want to talk about this because we're in it right now. We're like going (laughs) back and forth, it seems, but we're in an upswing of being in alignment. (laughs) And so it feels like a really good time to share what's working while it's working, because I know me personally, and you can uh, say if this is true for you, Megan, for me personally, it feels like I'm just now starting to really get the hang of letting go what's not meant for me so I can receive what is. But in order to let go of what's not, um, it's almost as if this matrix will loop your programming back on you to see if you're sure. Yeah. So for me, it seems like things are happening a lot faster. And what used to take like three or four months is happening in a couple of days. So <laughs> it feels like a roller coaster sometimes. And every time that I think that like I've got the thing, um, I often find out later on that no, now I have the thing. I, I had an, a brief understanding of the thing that I needed to let go of or I needed to do or I needed to feel and sit with. But a lot of times it was just a little snippet of it. And I think that will continue to happen as we like grow and expand and learn new things about ourselves and about the universe. Um, but for sure it's, it's been a wild ride. Well, and it feels too, like emotionally such a wild ride. It feels like, I don't know, you guys, you tell me, and this may have, this may just be my own personal, like I was kind of numb for a while. Uh, I, I like woke up and then fell back asleep for a couple of years. And during that couple of years, I was just not really paying attention to my emotional body at all. And I think a lot of us sort of fell into that trap between um, 2017 and 2019. Um, Like we all woke up and then it was like, wait, let's go back to our corporate jobs and forget. Um, It feels as though at that time, like when I first woke up in 2016 and I was implementing, I mean, really woke up. And then when I was implementing these tools that I was learning in terms of, um, you know, like, opening up avenues of abundance and manifestation and all of this, the weight of the emotional impact felt way less significant. Whereas now it feels as though emotionally, all of my nerve endings are just sort of singed and everything is much more sensitive. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Because I know in the past when I would do like manifestation practices and stuff, I would just have to like sit in the feeling and, um, kind of focus on what I wanted and and attract it to me on a totally like surface level. And now 
in order to move forward, it's like, oh, here's like 30 layers of trauma that you really need to dig into. Um, And the lessons are getting harder. Maybe it's like leveling up or whatever, kind of like in a video game where your character, your like enemies that you fight in the beginning are super easy and like just wham, bam, I've got them all cleared out a whole horde. And um, then when you get more advanced, the enemies and the bosses, they get a little bit harder and harder. So now like what I'm currently going through, I'm having to face my people pleasing tendencies and my need to do everything and help everyone. And that my only value that I have to offer is that I can do the things and my time is the resource that I give in to that. And like, that's such a different lesson than like, Oh, like money's not that important. And I just need to focus on a feeling and that's it. You know? <laughs> oh my God. And it's a core wound. That's so you, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's personalized and it's a layer of depth. And that's making me think of um, like the fifth dimensional experience I mean, we know this now, right? We're all here where um, 5D is not a place that we go. It's a depth of experience that exists in the emotional body that once we're here, uh, this makes so much sense. So once we're here, because I think that when I was manifesting this, okay, this makes sense. I'm sort of getting answers as I'm talking. When I was manifesting and doing the work uh, in 2016, I was doing it in the mental sphere. Um, meaning I was changing, uh, rewiring my brain, how I thought, how I perceived, but I definitely don't think I was feeling anything in my emotional body. Yeah. So like level one is adjusting the way that you're thinking about things and expanding your mind. And level two is your like actual emotions, how you feel about things. And then digging through that gunk. Yeah. And that, that gunk's not pretty. I'm just sorry, I'm getting messages. Do you have anything else you want to say about this? Because I I think I'm getting a download. I think that what's really important with all of this is to remember that everyone's experience is unique. And there's not a specific end goal here. We're just talking about in general, like trying to live in alignment um, and things flowing a bit easier is getting a, a, it gets a little bit more difficult, I guess, for us right now it is. Um, So instead of having to just decide like I'm doing a thing now and kind of acting as if you really have to feel the way that feels and sit in it. And then you have to face all of these levels and layers (laughs) well beneath it. And it can be a real challenge. So if you're also going through this, which I would imagine a lot of you are, um, just know that it's okay. And the, the roller coaster is dipping up and down a lot faster. Don't let that scare you. It just means you know, that you're on to bigger and better things. The visuals are back. (laughs) So like I'm getting energetic images of what's happening in terms of alignment. And I want to ask, Megan and I both have really good examples of alignment for like this week, um, which is part of why we want to talk about this today. But uh, here's what I'm getting, Megan. So let's see if we can uh, co-create this image together. So picture uh, an energetic being existing, sort of like the energetic jello, right? That blob. Now, there's a line cutting straight down its center, um, and that is the alignment. So that is when that being is in alignment, everything is just sort of uh, pinging in a, in a, like a harmonious fashion. Now, what I'm seeing, <laughs> this is how I see it, I can't help it. Um, what I'm seeing is that blob would represent, at this point in time, the emotional body, and how there are literally... Uh, pieces of gunk that are stuck to the left or right side of this being. And that gunk is weighted 
So uh, let's call something a past experience. So there's this energetic blob and there's a past experience. Let's say an ex uh, broke up with them in a way that was pretty brutal and it left like a scar on this energetic being's soul. Then that is going to be a piece of gunk that's on one side that's pulling that being more to one side or the next. So what I'm seeing is, is that this is a much more complex process than I originally anticipated before we started talking about this, because um, alignment and the reason that we're doing what we're doing, the reason that it's not like, you know, just as simple as watching the secret anymore is because we're getting to this deeper level of existing as energetic beings. So we're having to literally clear out the stuff that's not in that's not part of us so that we can find alignment. Do you have a way to explain that in more clear? I think that um, the roller coaster is actually a great way to look at it because the like originally it was kind of like a long flowing like up and down and the the way that you were interacting with it and moving through it was a lot different. And because the things are like core wounds and they're like you basically you're trying to get down to like who you are at the core, like back to who you were before you had any other programming, you know, who you are at the root. But because those things are like deeper and I think those ups and downs are almost like acting as a catalyst for like propelling you forward. Um, so the faster you fall down, the faster you move up, like the better that you're able to like move out some of that gunk. Because if you ruminate on it too long, um, you start like you don't have the same focus on it. So if you go through it quickly, though, and you were like really process that and you don't get stuck on it for too long, because if you get stuck on it, you can kind of get stuck in like, ooh, this thing is the worst. And I think the whole point is to kind of have that like playful um, I want to say curiosity, but it's not curiosity unless it's about yourself. But, you know, like that, that nonchalantness where you can kind of be like, eh, okay, I guess I need to shed this too. But when you do it rapidly, it's a lot easier to push through those things instead of getting stuck where you're like just sitting and like, I'm a people pleaser, which is my thing, um, for way too long and to the point where you can't see it clearly anymore. Even that works with the roller coaster analogy because I'm picturing a loop. Do you know what I mean? Like the ones that loop. And so it's like, it get care- careful because if you get stuck in the loop, then you'll just keep repeating that cycle again and again. Um, uh, I want to talk about, so this though specific, sorry, back up, core wounds. You said core wounds. And that made me think about why we're talking about this in the first place and the successes that we've had in terms of alignment this week. And I'm wondering if we can each talk about in relation to our core wounds, because it hit me when you said that, that it's, uh, we both have different core wounding and that our success in alignment recently is specific to that wounding. Yes. I will um, start talking about the recent change that I've made. So I am career wise have made some adjustments. I, have been doing um, client design work for my through my business. I've been doing um, design work part time for a marketing agency, and then um, readings or whatever other projects come up. And I've been working around sixty hours a week, and then the, I guess also the podcast and stuff. But um, I've been working around sixty hours a week for the last five or six years. Um, with multiple jobs and different, and it all looked, it looked different, you know, from phase to phase, but it was essentially the same energy. So I had like this deep seated need to like, please everyone. And I can do all of the things because I can, I literally like, there isn't a thing that you put in front of me that I couldn't figure out because my brain is really good 
at figuring things out. So it always felt bad to me to say, I can't do a thing. Um, which is kind of a pitfall for me, but I recently moved to a different department for my part-time job that pays a lot more. Um, I can work a lot less hours and make more money than I was making before for my part-time position. So, um, I decided I really sat with it this weekend because my objective was to have an abundance of self-care from last week's episode. Um, and I really sat with, um, what I wanted, like, and ultimately it was just to have time, time to do things I wanted to do, time to take care of myself, time to shower without guilt, because that's like just taking the time out of my day to take a shower a lot of times is like an actual guilty thing for me because I've got all of these people depending on me to do all of these things. Um, but I moved to the new department and that's allowing me the ability to take three months off from doing client work through my business for design, which is this the first time in the better part of a decade that I'm not going to be doing any design professionally, which <laughs> is a big change, but energetically it feels so good to have that like it's taking away that relationship that I have to how hard I have to work to survive. Um, and, and then the- it's also like the, at the core of that for me, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. Oh, sorry. Well, I cut you off. Literally. I was just thinking like, as you were talking, I can feel like the pull on your energy isn't there. It's like, yeah. you are just sitting in your energy. People aren't pulling on it, needing you. Yeah. And people needing me is a big part of it too. Um, because everyone it's just like, I always end up in a position where like everyone's relying on me and um, it's going to be like, that's the biggest release for me is that I don't have a thousand different people needing me to do 40 different things every single day. It's going to be a lot more simple. Um, but my people pleasing tendencies is a big part of that because um I just want to help everyone. I want to do all the things. It's not even always about money. I'll take on whatever project just because I want to help you succeed. And I know for a fact that is stems from my childhood because I have this um, deep core wound that I have to earn love. I have to like earn the right to be valued. I have to earn um, be just being like taking up space in someone's life, which has been a really big thing. Like that's the core thing of a lot of stuff that I'm working through. And I think that this change is going to be so helpful. So I'm taking three months where I'm not taking on any client work um, through my business. And I'm just doing the part-time job and the podcast and the Patreon and readings and doing whatever the fuck I want, which feels so good to just not have that obligation. Hell yeah, Megan. I'm thinking as you're, as you're talking Oh my gosh. So in regards to the core wound of people pleasing question to you, and this is super personal and like gets right to the core wound, but this is what we're doing, I guess. And I'll be doing the same thing. Um, I'm like, think about that for a second. So if you didn't need um, to to, 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 to do something for someone to feel um do you know what I mean? Like to, to want to be loved in a certain way or to want to be validated in a certain way, or that's not the right word either. Like to feel comfortable, there we go, to feel comfortable in your relationships, to have that people pleasing tendency, which I have as well, right? To want to be able to offer something 
which I have as well. Like I want to be, I want to be a value of some kind. So I'm hearing in what you're saying, holy crap, talk about alignment and balance, because if you are no longer dependent on doing something for someone else to feel stable in your relationship with them, do you feel that? Then it means that you can just show up and everything can be fine without you having to offer anything. Yes. And that that's really at the core of it is that I'm taking the, like up space for myself and I'm not requiring myself to have to provide a certain amount of value to a relationship. So either you want me in your life or you don't, but I don't have to do all of the things for you, which is uh, kind of scary for me because all of my relationships have basically just been based around what I can do for you, you know? <sighs> wow. That's so big. That's so big. Cause then you can just exist and not mm -hmm. have to do anything. And then other people can appreciate you for you without what you bring to the table, because what you bring to the table is you. Do you know what I mean? Outside of yeah. you. <laughs> um, and I, I know where that stems from. Um, both of my parents, um, did the best they could with their own mental health issues, but I became the caretaker for my household pretty early on. Like we're talking like five, six. Um, and I always had to provide that value. And most of the time, if I wasn't actively doing something for someone else, I just didn't exist, you know? Wait, so you learned in your, so within your family, in order for you to exist, you had to be doing something, otherwise you wouldn't be noticed or valued or like there. Yeah. Like I, I just, um, if I wasn't actively doing something or involved in something that was benefiting the household, it was me in my room um, and nobody would check on me or anything. I could just sit there and read, which that was a big escapism for me was reading. Um, I was a voracious reader very avid. Um, I read everything that I could get my hands on. And so I was just reading and kind of in this like, in between state where I didn't really exist to anyone but myself. Think of how significant that is, though, guys, which like, think of the programming that you have to beat then and what it's like to be on the other side of that. Because if you're taught from the moment you're in this world, that in order to be uh, in a relationship with someone, you need to bring uh, value to it in terms of outward effort, then think of what it means as an adult to then stop extending that outward effort and just know that you're worth it. And how scary that would be because what, or Megan, tell me if I'm wrong. To me, that sounds like what you're having to face is the fear of losing all of your relationships as you've known them to exist based on just being you and not having that need. Is that true? Yeah, that, that definitely is at the core of it. And then also that directly ties into my relationship with money because I've always done everything. I've always been in a, ma a management position. I've always been like steering the wheel and doing all of the things, one of those like wild card people that could do whatever. And um, this is my first time stepping away from that too professionally where I'm just a regular fucking schmo and none of it matters. You know, like I could take a vacation and it doesn't really hurt anyone. Oh, that's so exciting. I want to scream for you hearing that. Yeah. That's like the world's most exciting thing. But it also, oh, oh okay. So I'm having, <laughs> sorry, guys, I'm having so many like understandings in talking to you about this, Vegas, that I didn't really get before. Because in my mind, I'm thinking like, well, how does this relate to alignment? And what I'm seeing is that, or what I'm getting, like this information is just so clear. It's like, well, 
you, Megan, knew how to be, you knew how to feel good within a certain scope of parameters. But if you remove, wow, wow, this is such a big lesson. This is such a big lesson for all of us. And I'm going to share my, my uh, own internal gross process in a second uh, and also be vulnerable. But think about that. That means that we were all operating in a certain program or paradigm that maybe wasn't in alignment with our soul's purpose, but we knew how to function in alignment with that external thing. So we knew how, okay, l- uh, let me use uh, a personal example. So w- the job that I had, the old job that I had, my nine to five, I knew how to be in the best possible alignment I could be at that job. But this is like the take home message that I'm hearing is strong. But then if you remove that job, now I can find other alternative employment that's in alignment with my soul. And now alignment within that new thing is going to be totally different. I'm going to say that one more time. If I'm somewhere that already isn't a match, if I'm in an external environment that is not a match to my internal world, alignment is going to look very different than if I'm in an external environment that is a match to my internal world. Right? Yeah. I think that it's kind of like um, picture a band that you really like and the way that they just work together and they play their instruments together and all just mesh together is just magic. Now imagine that exact same band, but with a different singer or a different guitar player or whatever. They're playing the exact same song, but it doesn't feel the same. And like they're going through the motions, but it doesn't have that like, you know, that magic. And so I think that that's kind of like when you're forcing yourself into situations where you can like, you can make it work, you can do the things, but it doesn't necessarily like feel right. It doesn't feel in flow and you're not flourishing and being your best self or producing the best things or whatever it is that you could be doing. So I would say, yes. So I would say, well, actually here, let me give my example first. Cause I was going to be like, um, well then how do we know that something's in alignment versus not, but I'm going to give, uh, so, so, uh, your time or your example, Megan was specific to time and people pleasing and changing your external environment so that, that's just such a difference so that people are no longer basically sucking your energy all of the time for their own personal needs. And instead you are somewhere where you can give a certain amount of energy and time that's pretty standard and regular and then have all of your energy for you. And then that creates a feeling which for you is an alignment, right? Yeah, that that's definitely right. I think that this is going to be a big um, phase of growth for me. I don't think it's going to be easy at all. I know for a fact, um, I'm pretty prone to the the bait from the universe. So I know this isn't for everyone, but for me, anytime that I try to make a big change with my career specifically, um, I immediately get some sort of like test. And it's, I know it's me manifesting the test in reality, but like for this example, I had someone offer for me to be like a partner with their business and then offer design through their company. And, um, it was really tempting because they want to grow their business and I want to help them and I can do the thing and extra money is always nice. Right. And then I had to step back and be like, mm, no. In fact, I was talking to Lisa about it whenever it happened. Cause I went from that meeting to doing our um, joint reading for the Patreon that day. And I said, can I like run this by you? And the second I said it, Lisa said, no, it, it's, it's a no, obviously, <laughs> but, um, we were trying to get out of. Yeah. And yeah. We were talking about that, yeah. 
But I get things like that all the time where it's like, are you sure you really want to make that change? Here's an opportunity. And I'm really good at drawing opportunities to myself when it comes to work. Um, Here's an opportunity for another way for you to make money doing this thing. (laughs) That that makes so much sense to me, though, Megan, because you're really because you are so good at manifesting jobs and opportunities for yourself that it seems to me that you that the energy like this being that is you, it would make perfect sense that as you are (laughs) man. This is so perfect. Think about yourself as a like a holographic image, right? And then here we are existing on this 3D plane. This is all very physical. It makes sense that the you that's more intergalactic, interdimensional and existing across all planes is going to be like, well, for every opportunity we pull into this being's existence, we're also going to pull in a plan B or like a fail safe in case she changes her mind. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So then you're all Yeah, especially it. since I value security so much. Um, especially when it comes to like financial security, because I didn't have a lot growing up. And so as an adult, I've had this, um, I always want a nest egg. I always want to have like a safe, stable roof over my head. I always want to have like uh, 20 different backup plans. I actually have like a plan for so many different scenarios with my partner because like my anxiety just is like, okay, well, what happens if this happens? And then we talk through Like we have hypotheticals for so many situations that we've talked through (laughs) because I always want to plan and a backup plan. Um, and so I think that it's, it makes perfect sense that my sense of like my need for security would draw into me backup plans for what if I fail. And almost as if, hmm, almost as if, hmm, how do I say this? Ooh, loud ringing. Um, almost as if, the thing that you're manifesting that may seem too good to be true is a leap worth taking because you know that there will always be the alternative. That is true. Um, with any time that I've made a leap of faith, there's usually in like the back of my mind, well, if this falls through, there's always X, Y, or Z. Yeah. To me, it just seems like that would feel better. Like it would be better yeah. to take. Yeah. And I think that that's really... Well, and I'll share my example now, but I think that's what we're really getting to is you, you, you're going to know guys when you're in that place of alignment, because you feel a sensation and it's going to be different for everyone. But I think from someone that's been really out of alignment, then the sensation of coming back into alignment feels like relief and release. What would you say? Yeah, for me, um, and I've, I've been paying a lot of attention to it because like within my physical body, how it feels not just my like energetic or emotional body, but physically how I feel whenever I'm out of alignment versus in alignment. And when I'm out of alignment, my anxiety gets really bad. Um, I kind of like don't want to leave the house. I kind of get like lightly agoraphobic, if I'm being honest. And um, I feel like I like I'm just struggling, like I'm drowning, like I'm, I'm fighting through the current. And whenever I move into alignment, it's like I can breathe and I've been holding my breath and I didn't know I was holding my breath that image of like coming up for air feels so like it's a deep like inhale you know it isn't always and this is where it gets crazy guys is it's not always (laughs) what you would think at all so um like for me you all know i left my job my nine to five as an addictions counselor and then i went um and i'm now doing uh part-time readings working with megan on podcast patreon and then um my main like hustle for money recently has been working for an agency that schedules uh, wine tours and does staffing for catering events. 
And that opportunity for me showed up literally at the, like I got saved by it. Like I was literally saved. So um, is what it felt like because I left my job um, pretty abruptly needing to, like just emotionally needing to, not being able to handle it anymore. And um, uh, just too many hours, too much stress. And then this other position popped up and it was a better fit. Like it literally was a better fit and there was a sense of relief hugely. But then, and this is what we're talking about where things are getting easier and like we're recorrecting or we're course correcting faster and with more ease. Um, pretty soon after I got that position, um, it just wasn't a match anymore. Like no, no harm, no foul. It just what it just wasn't. It wasn't what I thought it was going. It, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be, but it didn't feel the same at a certain point. And, and Megan could even tell you it was so weird. It was like it was a match until it wasn't. It was almost like a flip sw switched. And yeah, then, I remember the exact day that it stopped being a match. It just all of a sudden the energy around it shifted, and you said, um, "I don't know. Like I, I'm not super looking forward to going to work today, or something like that." to that extent. And I could just tell in that moment that the time that you were going to be there was a little bit shorter than we expected. Right. Which was stressful at the moment because I was like, well, wait a minute. How? Because nothing um, that I'm doing like with all things woo or with woo as fuck, that's not none of this is like um, for the monetary compensation. It's all because we love doing it. Right. So and that is true for my readings as well. So I still very much need at this point in time, although, you know, the dream is not to need it, but I still very much need some sort of um, do, 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 like regular, reliable, stable income. And so it was time to start looking again because this thing wasn't in alignment. And my God, you guys, it is so weird because for me, um, I realized, okay, here's what we need to do. Cause I had been doing some bartending for catering events on the side through that staffing company. And that felt fun and it felt easy. And it just felt like, like a huge relief. And I used to work at a corporate restaurant chain for like five years while I was in college. And the thought came across me that like, I can just go back. Everyone's struggling right now in the service industry. It's absolutely insane. If anybody here wants a waitressing or bartending job, wherever you are, you can get one, I promise you. And the money's really good because everybody's understaffed. So I had this moment of thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can go back to this position that I know very well with a lot of people who are still there somewhere not far from where I live. And I can go and work three days a week and make the same amount of money that I was making working full-time in my career path as an addictions counselor, and then have all of the rest of the time to focus on passion projects and not need it to be significant in terms of like, uh, you know, money to be okay. Like I can really just focus on, it's going to be, I'm going to be a bartender again, but my, this is where I please everyone just take a moment of silence for this. Cause it's like old Lissa, would have been so disappointed. And I wanna talk about Megan's gifts for a second too, because Megan channeled this like six months ago. I'm not even kidding you. Megan channeled that I was gonna have an experience and we both thought it was something completely different. But she said straight up, she was like, you're gonna have an experience that uh, you're gonna have an like basically this opportunity that's gonna feel like a huge step back. But in all reality, it's gonna be a huge step forward in several ways. And like when that happens, to just sort of be prepared because you may fail, but we're never going to let you fall essentially. 
And that's what this moment is because I am literally like, think about this for a minute from 3D perspective. I'm stepping away from a career that I went to college for that I was consistent in for seven years at this treatment program. You guys, I was in the paper two weeks before I left. Um, I got a grant for this company that allowed us to get all kinds of new materials and prepare us in ways that we weren't otherwise prepared. I created a community outreach program that, well, the community outreach program already existed, but I, I really put my all into that and like, made a bunch of material for it. I created the website. Like I did so much for this company and it felt so significant at the time. Like that's what I was supposed to be doing. So to step away from that, to step away from that and to go back to bartending at a corporate restaurant part-time would feel like a huge, would, excuse me, you would think that that would feel like a huge failure. What it feels like is coming up for air. What it feels like is dropping a suitcase that I've been holding for seven years that's way too heavy. What it feels like is a complete full body uh, release at this like central nervous system level where everything can just kind of go. <sighs> I think the really important part of that is that your professional, like the way that you made money was to have a lot of people reliant on you for things. And at this point, what's really important energetically is that you can go into a job, exist at the job, not have to put like a lot of your um, energy into it, like physical energy, yes, but like energetic um, energy, a bit different energetic energy, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and then at this job, you can like clock in, do whatever you have to do, turn your brain off. You don't have to be like a full person, you know? And then you get to clock out and then you don't have to think about it again until you clock back in. And I know a lot of us right now are in positions where there are people really relying on you and what you do matters. And not that bartending doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter the same way as like an entire event depends on you doing everything right or um, an entire department depends on you running it correctly or there are people with addictions that are really relying on the like services that you're helping to facilitate and being able to go into this job and have that period of time where you don't have to give that piece of yourself away energetically is huge 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 and and talk about core wounding because this is really like the meat of it right which i'm realizing now i swear but like before we started <laughs> recording this podcast i didn't think of it in this way but i find it interesting how i was manifesting and uh i mean we're always manifesting all the time right but the way that i was living in my truth in 2016 is very different than now and that's my core wounding so the 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 corporate job for me, here's what it is, you guys, because I figured out the core of it, just like you did, Megan, with the people pleasing and um, being able to, the way that I see it for you, Megan, is like being able to show up to the table as you, Megan, and ha and everyone at the table being like, thank God she's here just for her, you know, and not having to put anything on that table and having that be enough. And for me, it's very similar in that, but um, less from a people pleasing perspective, although it is that, and more of a fear of being seen. So for me, the reason that going back is such a huge breath of fresh air is this, it's, I, there's no role. I'm not going to be a counselor. I'm not going to be, you know, the head of my department. I'm not going to be um, the, the catering that I was doing and will probably still do, um, is for very nice events that cost a lot of money and they're often weddings. So there's masking. That's essentially what it comes down to for me is masking. I am, that's really what it is. And I feel it so deeply. I am getting to a point in my life where I am 
refusing to take on any position that requires me to wear a mask in order to function. And that's uh, what the alignment is. And that's the piece that's coming off that I haven't done before now. And the part that's really scary. Yeah. And I think that's really valuable. And a lot of people right now are having opportunities to like not mask all of the time, especially when it comes to like their mental health. Um, There are a lot of things that you probably don't even know that you're doing that is a mask until you're able to like rock freely or move around freely or talk about the way you like what you need to be talking about. Or if you want to just like share a special interest and talk about it for 30 minutes because you're so happy and excited and not have to feel um, bad about it, you know, (laughs) Um, it's, it's so nice to be you. And to be able to operate in that flow, because just like with you, Megan, it's like, you're going to be able to offer, and this is where we're getting to. So like, because we're both operating from a state of alignment with our core energy, what we can offer changes drastically. Do you guys hear that? My ability to be present for this podcast and to talk to you, Megan, and to talk to you guys, my ability to uh, like create content and be present for readings is going to amplify significantly because I'm allowing my energy to just be comfortable where it wants to be comfortable instead of jamming it into these boxes. And the way that that would manifest for me is full on panic attacks out of nowhere. And I'm now recognizing like, oh, (laughs) it's because I'm trying to like, you know, like squeeze all my energy out of one very specific, you know, um, screen or filter or mask or whatever, given whatever situation I was in. And I kind of picture it like those Play-Doh toys where you put the Play-Doh in and it has the mold, the shape at the end and you push it through. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly like that. And sometimes it can be like hair or like string or like whatever. Yeah. But everything's focalized in that one tiny little spaghetti thing. And like, and it's just not, we don't need to, no, you don't need to do this guys. Nobody needs to do this anymore. We, We definitely were living in a time where we were all just under the assumption that that was necessary and sort of part of it and like came with the deal. And I think we're all now going, oh, or not. Yeah, it's really like as a society, we're all kind of redefining what it looks like to live and what it looks like to be yourself authentically. And that that kind of like is a whole other thing when you think about it really, because in the past, like, let's look at nerd culture as just a general example of like how things change. Um, in the past, when I was in school, um, I was a nerd and um, I was a really good student and I liked Dungeons and Dragons and video games and things that were not popular. And it was actually really bad. People would get picked on really badly for not being like liking the current interests. And now, if you look around you, if you're into tech and you like to play video games and you like fantasy and all of the things, you know, and you're into science and everything, you're, you're cool now. And I think that's kind of like how we're also changing as a culture is like, and, and like with, um, like sexuality and your gender being whatever you want it to be, it's becoming so much more accepted that you can be who you are without masking. And I think that we're all kind of as a society redefining what it looks like to be a person and judging um, differences a lot less, you know? And I think that this is where it all makes like, this this is where it all makes sense, right? But, But seriously, because before, like everything that Megan's talking about, which by the way, Megan, I never put that together. You're so right. 
those things weren't cool before and they're cool now. And because I'm not in that um, group, I never even thought about that. Like it literally isn't a connection that I made until because you exactly what you're saying. I mean, Pokemon Go was like all the rage a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was like a global phenomenon. Um, people loved it everywhere. And then playing Pokemon as a kid, well, that wasn't as bad, but you know, it, it still wasn't as cool as some other things could have been. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I literally was thinking about Pokemon Go and got so distracted uh, because I was yeah, thinking-, I'm thinking about the song um, about <laughs> Pokemon Go by MC Lars and Spose. Um, so I just hear Pokemon, Pokemon Go um, now. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah. So I think what's really important is that as a society, we're all kind of moving into being more individualistic and having special interests and being yourself and like without having to worry about putting yourself in a box. And I know that as there are a lot of communities that are still pretty oppressed and they're fighting a lot for their own stuff, but also look at all of the progress we have made all the progress we've made and all the progress we have made mm, sorry guys pause 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 stop what you like stop thinking externally right now i want you to stop thinking about like groups and progress of groups or like as we like who we are as a nation and i want you to think about yourself personally and how much you have changed in the last two years because I can guarantee, yeah, anyone listening to this, if you're listening to this, chances are the last two years have radically reshaped who you are and redefined your life. And that is huge progress, huge progress. Yeah, it really is. And I think that um, the uh, global events that caused us all to be in our home for so long uh, kind of caused us all to go through like, um, because everyone... Trying to figure out how to word this. So a lot of people got pretty weird while they were in um, their homes all of this time and kind of away from people. And they were like embracing the last time they were comfortable um, and like how they coped with things back when like the last time something big or scary happened. And so for a lot of us, we kind of went back to like um, our adolescence and the, the, the way that we wanted to dress or be or act as a kid. And I know for me that manifested as a uh, fun colored hair and getting a couple piercings and well, a piercing, I want another one. Um, and really like changing the way I dress and stuff. Um, I had a pretty professional attire, a lot of like um, blazers and blouses and uh, tan pants, a lot of tan pants. And um, now I like I mostly wear dresses and they're like dresses that I had always wanted. There was a specific company that I wanted dresses from and I I got some Um, and a lot of like loungewear and tie dye. And it's so much fun. And I would imagine you have a similar experience. So I'm hearing so of like turning back into you, right? Like becoming you again. Cause it seemed like before, like pre 2020, you guys, we, we were ourselves and not even at home. I'm going to, yeah, no, we need to have a real wake up about what happened because uh, even those of us think about that for a second, not only, especially in terms of masking, finish a sentence, Melissa, like literally all that we were when we were outside of our house for a lot of us, a lot of that was inauthentic and necessary in order to live day-to-day life. And once 2020 hit and that was no longer necessary, a lot of us began being ourselves in a way that was much more in alignment uh, that we hadn't seen or experienced in our personal lives before. And I think a lot of us moved away from relationships 
um, and like family or personal that and like moved, <laughs> like, like decided to be around other people because once we were around them for an extended period of time, we realized, okay, maybe this isn't what I want. Point being, we were a lot of us, not everyone, obviously I actually worked uh, that entire year, but a lot of like out, like, um, at the treatment program with other people. But a lot of a lot of individuals who stayed home who had that extra time were able to cultivate a sense of self and uh, uh, authenticity that is like this entirely new level of depth. And I think that this beauty that we're now seeing in our external reality is what it's like for that depth to be shared and the inconsistency surrounding that because nobody's reality is matching anybody else's reality. Yeah, I think that we're all kind of working through a lot of the logistics of how this works right now. And it's not always pretty. But I think that with time, and as we like grow and learn and adapt and like adopt new forms of communication, and checking in with energy and checking in with your physical body and your energetic body, um, that it'll get a lot easier. And it's going to be so beautiful. I'm really excited for what the future looks like at this point. Alignment. The future looks like alignment. Um, yeah, just uh, being able to be like, I'm sorry, I'm not really interested in hanging out right now. Um, I'm needing to rest or I don't really feel like doing that activity. And being able to say it without having to make up an excuse, which I'm bad for sometimes. And we're doing that, though. We're literally doing yeah. that and implementing it. So last week, Megan and I talked about um, yeah, let's get super specific. So last week we talked about what we wanted to be abundant in and holy guacamole was that successful. Last week, Megan wanted to be abundant in more time. She literally manifested more time for herself on a regular basis for at least three months. Yeah. And I, that includes me like actively um, getting rid of projects that I had lined up that were going to be a couple thousand dollars in money. And it feels so good actually to just say, oh, I'm good. Yeah, to be like, fuck it and fuck off. I want to do what I want to do and what yeah. I want to do. And and for those not- people that I can't help, like, obviously, I feel bad for not being able to help them with what they need. And I want them to have, like, the success in their business that I was going to help them have. But I don't feel that guilt, you know? Like, it wasn't my place, I don't think. I think that they will find someone else to work with. And the freedom of not having that guilt. Mm. Ooh. No more guilt. I'm trying to think what was I? Oh, yeah. And I wanted an abundance of nature. That's mm-hmm. like, and you had an impromptu trip. Yes. To your and favorite I went, place. Oh, I love Tahoe so much, you guys. I went to Tahoe. And um, over the weekend, my partner and I, we realized that we, well, actually, it was more my partner. He just like way overloaded himself, way, 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 way overloaded himself. Um, because we are planning on moving out of California in February or just moving out of where we currently live in California in February. So he's been working uh, just massive hours to try and save up money. And um, <laughs> and all of a sudden, all at once, we both looked at each other and we're like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? This isn't this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. So we dropped all of our commitments and went to Tahoe and spent the whole first day sleeping. Um, but, uh, even Tahoe was like, 
I don't know. You got like the, we're learning how to relate to our environment in such a different way. And the ability to show up as Megan just said, and be like, like we did that. We like told our commitments, like, we're sorry, we're incapable of being able to provide for you right now in the way that we thought we were because we're dead inside <laughs> from overworking. You know, I mean, I wasn't, I was actually, I'm actually pretty balanced these days, um, surprisingly, uh, but grateful because it means I can be um, like a more, like more of a uh, stable pillar for him as he's needing it. But um, you can do that now. Like you can facilitate relationships where you can just be like, actually, I need a day to just recharge and rest and uh, be sane again. And I, you know, some of these things, like I'm, I was watching it, that Britney Spears documentary last night and uh, the way that the paparazzi treated her in the early 90s and the way that our culture functioned at that time is Oh, like, wow, it would never, that would never go in this day and age. It just wouldn't because we do have an implicit level of respect for the soul and people. I think now coming out of 2020 that we didn't before. And I think a huge part of that is, is understanding our own personal alignment, what it feels like to be in alignment. And then once we feel what it feels like to be in alignment, we have more respect for others to make the decision to do the same for themselves because we get it. And I think that a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that celebrities look different now than they used to because they used to be icons, pop icons. Um, and the way that you interacted with, like they were on a pedestal because there wasn't social media and social media is bad in a lot of ways, but it's also kind of humanized people in a different way. So um, instead of only reading about them in the magazines, you could watch them eat popcorn and hang out on a live or whatever they choose to do. And the level of celebrity has changed too. Like I personally, I don't buy into celebrities. It's not really a thing that I have ever cared about, even as a kid. I guess I really like the Spice Girls, but even that was not like an obsession like some people have. Um, but as an adult, the people that I gravitate toward that, that I want to give my energy to are usually small creators that are just out there being their weird selves on the internet and creating small pockets of communities instead of someone that has 4 million followers and um, is just famous well, to be famous, way, you know? The way too, like it wasn't, uh, it's so weird to see because um, um, how, just how we deal with people. I feel like collectively um, in this country, how we see people is differently. How we see celebrities is hugely different, like you were talking about. Um, but what, in what world, um, I don't know. It was just really a shock to see. Like, I forgot that that existed because, you know, you and I were adolescents when that went down, like when um, she was a pop icon for however long she was, but it was showing her, like, I forgot that that happened. Meaning, there were people surrounding this woman's car as she's like trying to get gas or do mundane everyday activities to the point where she couldn't even drive in her vehicle because there are people surrounding her car. And that was commonplace. Like with these pop icons, like that was just, that was sort of like we had a collective view and I'm speaking for the collective here, but I do think we did have this where it was like, well, you chose to be famous. So therefore you are this thing. You are this representative of this larger thing. You give away all your rights and now you are a celebrity, but everyone wants to be a celebrity. So you should willingly just be that thing. Um, and for her, you know, she went into a conservatorship, so she didn't even have her own rights after a while. But, um, but just the way that we dehumanize people and sucked off their energy as though they owed it to us. And like the, the total 
imbalance of that energetic exchange and just how different that is um, now. I do I, hugely because of social media, but also I think we just see he, like there's a level of uh, humility and compassion that we've cultivated because of the collective trauma we've gone through that otherwise wouldn't exist. Yeah, I personally, um, with everything that happened in 2020, a lot of the people that I follow um, started taking longer breaks between like their content that they were uploading or posting. And it just became normalized. And I love the, to see it normalized now where they can say, sorry, nobody this week taking a mental health day just can't. And to not like just to have that space to do it. Because I know for a long time, there wasn't the space. If you weren't churning out content, then you stopped existing on the internet, you know? And that's true still to a sense, but people are making it a lot more normalized to say, I don't have space for this or I can't do it right now. And being transparent about their struggles with mental health. And it makes a huge difference. And even um, uh, and even the music, like, um, ooh, I'll post this. Uh, Megan shared a playlist with me called I'm Thriving. It's on Spotify. It's the world's best playlist. Um, there's songs like Take Up Space is like literally one of the name of the so songs. Money Mantra. Like these are these are things that we're listening to as a collective. Whereas, um, I mean, you know, we also got the WAP going on. But still, like it is just beyond um, how much we care about our internal worlds now and respect other people's internal worlds. And so I think that the message here for you guys from us is... It is okay, it's sort of, uh, I didn't even realize this, but each episode is building upon itself. And just so you guys know, we don't realize what we're talking about till we hop on. And today, um, Megan, I wanted to talk about our successes in terms of what we accomplished from last week, because I wanted more nature, boom, done. Megan wanted more time, boom, done. And I was so proud of us for how we um, really listened to ourselves and took our own advice and implement, like, oh my God, I'm so, like, it's big. The what I feel for you, Megan. What I feel for me in terms of how we're changing. Um, but I'm also seeing now. This is really interesting. Our first episode was um, course correcting because we implemented a plan that really didn't work out in the way that we wanted it to, and so we course corrected and did the thing we wanted to do. Then we recognized that our external reality—that was take up space, right? And then last week when we were talking about abundance, it's. Well, what do we actually want? Which is what we learned from the first episode. And now we're learning, okay, well, now that we know what we actually want, we can begin to implement alignment with that thing to have the manifestations match our core frequency of the thing that is harmonious. Yeah, I think that you guys really are getting to come along the journey with us. Each one of these podcasts are basically like a time capsule of who we were energetically in the moment and what messages feel really important to share. And I really like that we have the space and ability to share like our ups and downs and our struggles and things because we're figuring it out just like you guys are. Um, and life's kind of hard and gross and yucky sometimes, but sometimes it's amazing. And to celebrate those wins and like, I'm sure that you guys also have had some big progress with what you're doing, I hope. Um, and so I'm really proud of what you guys are doing too in this moment. And one of these days I'm going to get uh, all of the the tools for our toolbox and like list them all out because I think yeah. that uh, for me personally, I get a lot from that. And, um, and even just like taking these things and 
I don't know, like little bits, guys, like little tweaks here and there. I, I'm still, last week after we had that episode, I really wasn't thinking much of it. It was a great episode. We both felt a huge relief because we both felt like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. Meaning um, that the, the, when, we, when we did uh, episode one, it was sort of like the first episode, not the one that is on, um, you know what I mean. Do you know what I mean, guys? You mean it's the first episode of season two. The first episode of season two, that was uh, the video cast that we decided not to go with. That for me was kind of like, huh. And then everything got put on a different trajectory. And now I'm, it's just becoming more and more clear that this whole process where we're at right now is refining and refining and refining. What, what do we want? What feels good? And what feels good for us independently of anybody else? And then it feels like where we're moving next is okay, now that I know what feels good for me independently of anyone else, just like you, Megan, that being you being able to show up to the table as you and having that be enough because you are enough every single time, right? And me being able to unmask and be the thing that I am without the mask, which is a lot for some people and too much for a whole bunch, but not for some, you know, corporate bartending gig <laughs> and for readings. Um, then we begin to look to our external reality and start to like just naturally be led to the places that feel good and the relationships that feel harmonious. And we can just sort of relax and breathe easier more and more and more. And that's what I'm sort of realizing in this process is like, oh my God, it keeps getting better. It keeps, it, there's hiccups. Every time you up level, there's another thing that has to fucking come out of the closet, but it also feels better every time too. Yeah, like with each step forward, whenever like things kind of level out is it feels so much deeper and so much more in alignment. And I think that it doesn't always feel great in the moment whenever things are happening um, and you're taking those ups and downs. But it also when you get to step forward and you get like you kind of figure it out, like you have that moment of clarity, it feels so amazing. And the work that you've done to get there is so amazing. And I'm really excited for everything that you guys have going on and what we have going on. And um, speaking of like season two, so we just launched um, the first episode officially of season two, not the video cast, but the we took up too much space episode today. So um, I kind of had this fear that we were going to post it and nobody was going to be subscribed anymore, if I'm being honest, because it was like a month without an episode. And um, when I checked it at nine, because I was thinking about the podcast, because I posted the, the preview video, um, I checked the stats to see where we were at. And we already had um, 12 listens at 9am, which meant that because it posts at 7am, which meant that people were just like, as soon as they got the notification, they were listening to it. And then I just oh, looked at it and we're at almost 30 and oh we were God. gone for a month. And that just like, I cried. I, it was amazing. Oh. You know? I didn't know this, you guys. Sorry, I'm finding this out right now, just so you'll know. I didn't know that. That's a big deal. And um, and that blows my mind. <laughs> I'm trying to think in my mind. I'm like, who are those 12 people? <laughs> like, we must know them. <laughs> but, yeah, like uh, who, who immediately jumped on it? Because thank you guys. That, that means the world to me just to know that anyone, even if it was just one person, was listening to this and we helped you through something or provided some entertainment while you were doing something you didn't really care for or you just wanted to hang out. I don't know, but thank you. That means a lot. And it just feels so good to know that we're like all in this. Oh, and I was going to say too, uh, real quick, guys, tool for your toolbox for today. 
um, I thought of this as you were saying it, Megan, because so perfect. What does alignment feel like for you? Like, can you just think about that for a minute and write out like three things? Like, what does it feel like for your personal sense of alignment? Because um, I know for me, uh, what I feel is clarity, ease, and relief. Um, and well, Megan, what would be your three words? Um, my three words would probably be calm, clear, and open. Okay, so important distinctions there in terms of our energy. And the more and more I learn with you guys, and the more I learn with you, Megan, and the more I learn from readings and, and communicating with this community, the more I realize all of our energies are very unique and very different. So the feeling of ah coming into alignment is going to be different. And for me personally, because I'm a fucking stubborn fuck who likes to make things a lot harder for me than they need to be, for me, alignment is always going to come with the level, and I'm starting to realize this now, it's okay to be who you are, is always going to come with a level of relief because there will be pressure and resistance. Because in order for me to come into alignment, I need to push against something for whatever reason. There's nothing wrong with that. Whereas other people, it's going to be different. Like um, maybe for some people, it's going to be more like a coming into focus, like tuning a radio knob where it's like, oh, clear. Whereas for me, it's always going to be more like um, like a turning of some cosmic uh, lock and it will just like lock into place and be like, Ugh! you know, um, but so pay attention. Have you ever the- seen how they um, start a locomotive? Yes. That's what so- I will But the, I feel like a chick, chick, chick. Yeah, but they've, there's a bunch of different keys and they can't move this key until they've done this key. And it's got a very like specific sequential order for it. And you move this piece, like this key that unlocks here, and then you're able to move this other key up here to move like in it. Like it's all kind of like in line and everything has to be done in a very like specific order. And that kind of feels like what we're doing. Um and that like you like you can't move forward until you face this thing and you have to turn this key and then you have to do this and this and this and there are all these steps but we don't have like the we obviously don't have the uh, instruction manual um we're doing our best but, but you do it's your emotions your emotions yeah. really the instruction manual because they'll tell you where you're at and if you're feeling really shitty just know that you're building more room for abundance and i don't and i'm gonna totally drop the mask here and just be transparent with everybody and probably not say what you expect is a, why do I think a locomotive locomotive is a steam engine? It can what's be. A, um, what's so it, they're, they're electric trains and then they're steam trains. Um, they're both. So the electric one's the one with all the keys. The locomotive is, or the steam version is the one that runs off coal. Wait, but what's a locomotive? It's just a train. Oh, it's a train. Choo-choo. Oh my- that's what it is that's so funny in my mind i paired the engine with the train so i thought okay got it got it got it um but yeah so it's all building on top of each other and uh and i just love that we're all able to express ourselves so differently now and i can hear uh here's the thing like we get it i hear collectively different pockets meaning i hear that as you guys are listening to this which maybe we have more listeners by now because it seems megan are you getting that the that the response from what we're saying is much more diverse than it ever has been before yeah because sometimes like in the past with episodes i would hear like this is the best way to explain it for this person and now it's feeling a bit more like um here's how to explain it for this group versus this group and you have to say it a few different ways is kind of the energy Yes. 
Yes. And I just want you to know that I'm hearing from several of you as you're listening to this and I'm, well, Megan, you tell me what you hear. I'm hearing that, um, that there's a, uh, like sort of a bummer or a, or a, uh, like a, Mm, like disappointment that we're not addressing uh, collective leaps and strides that are being made in terms of like, I don't know, like minority groups might be one example. And, um, and this big, I don't know, it feels like a lot of you are engaged in our culture in a way that's very specific to its evolution. And you would like us to address that. And I just want you all to know that what we do, like my own flavor of personal magic, and I do believe a, a piece of Megan's as well, although I'll let her tell you what she is. Um, we're about literally you, <laughs> not who you are in a group, not who you are in a collective, but you as an individual, what your internal experience is like and how we as ourselves are getting more acquainted with who we are and living in authenticity. So we can describe that to you. Um, so yeah, just, I think that's a fair assessment for me as well. I don't care about your group, to be honest. I think that what matters is you and your personal growth and your personal experiences and your struggles and pitfalls and your successes and wins. And when I think about talking to a group of people like the podcast, like when I'm talking, I feel like in my mind, I'm like having a conversation with everyone one on one. You know? Yes. Yes. Same here. Yes. Like a, like a three, like a, oh, that's good. Sounds dirty, but like a three way where the third person is you, whoever's listening. And then what I will notice is that as I'm addressing you, third person, um, I'll hear a little ding, ding, ding. And Megan's way better at this than me, but, um, I'm just hearing right now, like there's sort of a desire from you that we talk about more group energy and that's just not what we do. So I just wanted to socially be like, get out ahead of it and be like, we're not doing it. <laughs> and we don't have to because we don't want to. Yeah, I don't really want to say like collectively that like 50% of the population feels this way. I feel like energetic changes with um, the collective, but it really doesn't feel like a group to me. It feels like just energetically, like as individuals, things are changing, you know? Yeah. And I think that um, it's only going to get more and more. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that I'm not even going to get into it. It's so interesting. Maybe it's a specific person I'm tapping into. I don't know, but it just feels like... Um, like, well, what about this movement? And what about this movement? And what about this movement? Well, and what are you there's guys doing? a possibility that when this episode is aired, there might be some current events that uh, they would like us to address. But um, I don't know what those are because it is currently October. Like yeah, it's October 5th as of today. So if you're mad at us for not addressing something that's pretty big and global, um, maybe wait two weeks and we will have addressed it at that point. Or maybe okay. not because we don't know. Right. Yeah. And now I'm going to say the thing that maybe was what needed to be said. Um, it is real. Like it is it is very real. Our ability to everyone's ability to tap into past, present, future timelines that have not happened yet. And so if you are listening to this uh, whenever it comes out, wait, in two weeks and today's October 5th and there is some sort of collective thing going on that we haven't addressed use this as because I think maybe some of you might be asking for confirmation, use this as your confirmation that yeah, you actually can communicate to future aspects of yourself. And yeah, you actually can learn about things that haven't manifested in this physical reality yet. And that's part of why alignment's so important. Because when you're there, you get to hear these things and be a part of this process in a way that you guys fucking 50% of the goddamn population, I'm pretty sure does not believe in these in these incredible tools that we have access to all of the time. They just don't. And it's like, okay. But then you also don't get to have the benefit of 
you know, hearing those little whispers and then being able to give confirmation and things like that. Well, whatever the case, like whatever's going on in two weeks, if there's anything going on, it could just be like a, the retrograde was a real bitch. I don't know. Um, but whatever's going on, I hope that you guys are doing well. And thank you for spending this hour with us. It means a lot to me. Thank you so much. And if you like, let's just give a heartfelt, like sincere uh, astral hug to ev- if you are receptive to it, right? Uh, to any one of those 12 slash 30 people who listened right away because we didn't know that you existed and now we do and thank you and we appreciate you. Yes. And thank you to any of the people that follow that as well, because as meaningful as it was to know like the day that we launched and we didn't even make a big fanfare about it, to be honest, because we started to make a big fanfare about the YouTube thing. And that kind of wasn't energetically in alignment. So I think that we kind of like quietly soft launched season two, you know, yeah, and um, we both kind of did that. We were like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't, it didn't feel like it needed fanfare, to be honest. Um, but we've also been doing it for a few weeks at this point. So, um, but thank you to everyone, the people that immediately tuned back into us and the people that tuned in after. Maybe you just started listening to like episode one and this is episode 13, which um, is one of my favorite numbers because I'm a spooky bitch. <laughs> and it's October, hey! Yeah, and it's October, which is my All favorite right, month. Thank but thank you guys very much. Sending you so much love. Yes, thank you, thank you. And do we want to do our standard um, where they can find us? Yeah. So if you would like to book a reading with me, and that is it, then um, megaruski dot com is where you do that. Just very clear and defined. No other stuff. If you want a reading, cool. I like that. I'm going to do that too. If you want a reading with me, you can find me at allthingswoo.space. If you want to watch the after show, uh, which we record directly after this, it will be available on Patreon. Also, patrons have um, been getting the episode the week that they're recorded. So they already have episodes one, two, and then later this week, they will have three. So if you want early access, that's pretty cool. And then we do a weekly joint reading. Um, and last week's was one of my favorites because I did um, intuitive illustrations based on three different energetic groups. And we kind of broke it down together and talked about the energy for each group. And it was a lot of fun. So if you want to hang out with us there, that's also pretty cool. But there's no pressure. Yeah, it is. It, that was my favorite reading too. FYI was the yeah. drawing. So it was a lot of fun. So yeah. we will see you guys over there. And if not, then we then tune in next week and we'll talk to you then. Yeah, tune in next week for a topic we haven't decided on yet. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye.